This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today, I want to talk about daily disciplines for massive sales success. Jay Levinson, I had the opportunity to write a book with him over a decade ago called Guerrilla Social Media Marketing. And that book was part of the best-selling series of marketing books of all time, which is, of course, the Guerrilla Marketing series of books written by Jay Levinson and I believe 40 other co-authors that sold over 27 million copies of books to date. So fantastic sort of group of authors to be part of. But the most fantastic part of that, being involved in that whole marketing franchise, was mentorship with Jay Conrad Levinson. One of my favorite quotes from Jay that really to this day sticks with me is a really simple quote. And that quote is, mediocre done consistently beats brilliant done once every time. It's kind of a funny quote, but he was talking about at first, but when you think about it, it has a lot of impact. He was talking about marketing, that you know we think about what's the one fantastic ad we're gonna create? Or maybe it's, can I get my product in the hands of this influencer with a million followers and that's what's gonna skyrocket my brand. But the reality is the most that may do is give you a blip of e-commerce sales. In most cases, it's the daily key best practices, the boring ones, the mediocre ones that we do consistently that builds momentum, brand, and marketing success over time. The same thing goes for selling, that consistent daily activities are going to beat a flash in the pan. You know, you can't build a business even on one big deal. So you might close the most wonderful, coveted, top client you can imagine ever in a stroke of of genius and brilliance. But beyond that, if you can't follow that that up with a systematic process to attract more business, you don't really have a business. You just have one deal. And so success in sales and in business is really about consistent effort. I was talking to a top performer today of, of one of my client organizations I work with, and he talked about the fact that you, know, you don't need more time in the week to be more successful. You just need to be more consistent with the right activities on a daily basis, which I think is a really interesting thing from a top performer. I think a lot of their peers assume that they're staying in the extra hours, they're working extra hard, but this top performer I know personally, you know, really cuts off pretty well close to five o'clock each day, but it's the quality that they put in the day that helps them handle three times the lead volume and successfully convert in comparison to the other people in the organization. No shade on the other team members who are producing consistently and doing well, but what's interesting is that this individual has the capacity to really understand what key metrics and steps need to be applied consistently every day. And by doing so in a systemized manner, they win. So one of the things about discipline that I think I really, when we talk about it, is that a lot of times we look at it as a negative thing. We think about discipline, it means when I go for dinner, I don't order the dessert, right? I deny myself some type of gratification right now, right? Discipline is, you know, doing the things I don't want to do to have what I want to have in the future. This is what we see in many cases. That's the way it's presented is it's a, it's a present day sacrifice. But it all comes down to outlook as well. What is that daily activity worth to you? So discipline, in my opinion, is actually a gift to our future self. Discipline is 
really an act of self-love or true self-care. The opposite of that is, for instance, if I really want something right now and I don't have money in the bank for it, I don't have budgeted this month, but I see this $5,000 laptop that I don't really need, but I'd really like to have from Apple with all the bells and whistles, and I put my credit card down today and I buy it, I'm not actually borrowing money from Visa. Visa is just a, a platform for me to borrow money from myself. I'm borrowing money from Future Shane, and Future Shane has to pay that back with 21% interest per year as well. And so this is the opposite of giving myself a gift in the future. Yet on the other side, for instance, you know, if we focus on eating healthy and exercising on a daily basis, what that does is that increases flexibility, longevity in our life, more energy, better quality of life. And a year from now, our future self will experience that gift we've given to ourselves because we've taken the time to be focused on that daily best practice of self-care through exercising, eating well, nutrition, and getting the sleep we need. If we look at sales, I had a number of my students, actually I've had over 400 graduates from my, my online sales certification program that I did in partnership with a major college here in Vancouver over since 2012. So it's been running quite a while. But one of my favorite exercises that I have these students go through is they track their last three deals and the average number of interactions from the first time that person actually replies to an email or says hello, hello to them on a phone to when the first transaction happens. And what we found is that on your average sort of mid, small to mid-sized deal, that it takes between eight to 12 value in, value-added interactions over time, and that could be over a three-week period or over a three-month or six-month period to go from hello to that first order. On larger deals, on average, and this is again a sampling of 400 sales professionals telling me this directly, mapping out their exercises, is that on deals that are larger, significant enterprise-level deals, is as much as 22 I've seen different interactions before the first transaction. So why I bring this up is that that's a lot of disciplined follow-up, keeping track, setting our cadences, adding value, keeping our promises, and really making sure that we, now we can ad hoc do this and just once in a while reach out to the client and react to them. And But this, the ones that succeed the most that I've seen in the sales profession are the ones that have these follow-up processes mapped out, locked into a calendar or into a CRM, and they follow it in a disciplined manner. And the thing is, is that, you know, if your conversion rate is, let's say, one out of five prospects that you put into this follow-up process eventually converts, and let's say it takes an average of 10 interactions, that means, you know, four of those prospects are never going to buy. So you've done 50 interactions over a period of time to land one key account. So that's a lot of disciplined activity. And so from this perspective, though, is those people that follow through, a lot of salespeople quit between the fourth and fifth attempt, some as little as the second attempt, uh, when the deal doesn't happen, they go look for another opportunity. But the challenge of that is it means that there's a ton of unrealized opportunity in their funnel, in their pipeline, because of lack of disciplines. Now, the great thing is, as a sales development rep today in most major organizations, that discipline is actually built into the system. It's built into your CRM, your technology, your computer prompts you as to when you should be calling the next person, what you should be saying, and it's driving that process to some degree. But even then, there's discipline in doing each step with excellence. So am I just 
picking up the phone and dialing and leaving general messages or am I leaving the best messages based upon best practices at the right time? And so even within very structured sales processes, there is discipline in your approach to the soft skills. Now, for those of us that are account executives or key account managers or sales leaders or founders or solopreneurs, there's actually no one telling us what to do. It's kind of scary. It's one of the hardest parts for me as an entrepreneur. There's no one telling me what to do. And so literally, if I don't decide to do it, it's not happening. There's very few repercussions over long periods of time for me not taking action, other than the fact that in three or four months down the road, my bank account is going to look a little scary in a bad way. So from this perspective, it's really important as a disciplined sales professional that we lead our life not by our emotions, because on a great week where I close a couple of deals, I'm so excited, I'll pick up the phone, I'll prospect more people, I'll take more activity, and that's great. But on a week where four or five people ghost my proposals and don't respond, and someone says no, and someone delays a project, and I start feeling lousy, if my calendar is empty, it might stay empty. But if I schedule activities on a regular basis, three, four, five, six months, with you know, 9 or 10, 12 cadences in there for each client, and their name pops up, I'm more likely to take action if my system is developed to prompt me to take action regardless of whether how I feel that day. And that is a key aspect of disciplined sales success is picking up the phone or sending the message or following up or doing the process regardless of whether or not we feel to do it that day. And a big part is having a system to help us do that. One of the simplest systems that was taught to me many years ago, which stuck with me as a metaphor for many years, is Peter Thomas, who was the founder of Century 21 Canada, uh, grew his business up over $200 million uh, in you know, net worth uh, for himself, wrote it down to minus $70 million, and then rebuilt himself again beyond that into being a multimillionaire. But he developed this uh, sales program, and he was actually a friend of my, my father's, and I'd met him a few times, but it was his sales program that made a big difference for me. And in his sales program, he talked about a simple success principle around daily disciplines that he took. He started off from a door-to-door sales perspective, applied to the real estate business, and then to growing his business. And it was always having a daily discipline that you would not end your day until you finished it. His was, just, his was simple, and I adopted it. And it was, he would put 18 paper clips in his left pocket. And that 18 paper clips represented 18 people who were responsive enough to say hello to him. And so if he was knocking on doors for new real estate listings, he would keep on knocking on doors and introducing himself to people in the community until 18 people opened up their door and said hello. Then out of those 18, his goal was to have six, and on average six would actually have a longer conversation, a listing conversation with him. And three, three would eventually list or do business with him. This was a very simple activity that he would keep knocking on doors until he had 18 core interactions or receptive people. These are what we'd probably call qualified leads that then led to presentations and, and results. So what I started doing when I worked for my father, I got in this business not as a sales trainer or speaker at first, but someone who actually marketed sales trainers and speakers. And so from this perspective... I actually set up my desk at the office where I had 18 paper clips on the left side of my keyboard. And I would pick up the phone and do outreach and send emails and work my sales process. And until I had 18 conversations that day with conference planners about potential speakers for their conference, I wouldn't leave the office that day. 
And that one act, that small act, that's like very, very analog. This isn't all the systems that SDRs and salespeople have today. But it wasn't about what tool you use. It really is about the commitment to that daily discipline that makes things work. And so scheduling and tracking daily disciplines is a really, really vital step. Uh, one of the things that, you know, from this perspective that, you know, made me think about as I thought about this topic of discipline is something my dad said to me years ago. He said, Shane, you know, those of us who are in sales, who are professional salespeople, we are actually really, truly more like people who are in trades or, or blue collar work than we are like accountants or lawyers. He goes, but we fool ourselves because we pull a suit over our overhauls and we look like we're a professional. He says, and we are professionals. But there's a difference here for us is that, you know, if you look at your uncle, who's a master carpenter, which my uncle Patrick is a master carpenter, has built a big, you know, development and construction business, is, you know, if he just shows up and he gets ready to get ready and he chats about carpentry and he talks about it, he talks about what he's done before and what he's going to do. And he, he organizes all his tools together and he, he tells other people what he thinks they should do and he talks to what he's going to do. But at the end of the day, he leaves and he's done no carpentry. He's in big trouble that his success is that he goes in there daily and he actually does the work each day of applying his craft. And that's why sales is so similar to trades because you can't succeed unless you put the work in on a daily basis. Doesn't matter how good you look or how well you get ready to get ready. If you don't pick up the phone or do the daily disciplines and key activities and prospecting that drive your business, you won't be successful. Jim Jans, uh, early on in my career, talked to me and he called these vital signs. And, and it was an interesting analogy, and I think it's really important for yourself, is as a sales professional, we need to have daily, weekly, and monthly vital signs that we commit to for ourselves. And so from this perspective, um, you know, why I use the analogy of vital signs, of course, is because just because someone's got a heartbeat doesn't mean they're healthy, right? There's all kinds of other things like you know, blood pressure and, and um, you know, electrolyte balance and, uh, you know, they get enough oxygen in their system, uh, brain functioning, all of these things need to happen for all of our vital signs to say, hey, we're healthy. And so from this perspective, just because we're bringing dollars in the door today doesn't mean our pipeline's healthy. And so there's a number of key activities we need to do on a regular basis that actually indicate whether or not we truly have a successful pipeline. And once we know what these things are, the key is to daily commit to doing these disciplines. Fred Shadian, who's been my longtime martial arts teacher, mentor, friend, he's a nutritionist. You know, Jim introduced to me this concept of business vital signs. And then Fred really introduced to me this second set, which is having goals for our health and wellness that run alongside our business vital signs. And this is a really important piece because we can't steal from one side to feed the other because either way it's going to crash. So if I'm only focusing on my health and wellness and getting out and self-care and going on hikes and working out and eating well, but I'm not doing what it takes to actually close business and grow my business, obviously at some point I'm going to hit a financial crisis where it's going to impact my mental health, my wellness, you name it. On the other side, if I keep stealing from my mental health, I keep pushing my hours of sleep to less and less, I'm not eating well, um, I'm eating at my desk, uh, I'm not exercising and whatnot, eventually I might think like I'm winning because I'm getting an extra two or three hours a day to work on my sales funnel, but eventually I'm going to hit a wall where my lack of health and imbalance in my family is going to hit a crisis point where I'm no longer at work, right? Or I'm totally distracted at work. And so when we set vital signs and daily disciplines, even though we're talking about sales success, it has to run alongside personal success. 
So I wanted to share, I'm going to pull up a, a PowerPoint here. You might hear some clicking on the podcast uh, and uh, spreadsheet, excuse me, Excel spreadsheet. And one of the things I did is I, I built a spreadsheet for my daily, my weekly vital signs that I follow on a regular basis. And I've got both business and personal ones. So I'll just give you an example. So for me, I set a goal and I track it that I add 100 new social connections a week through all the networks I'm on. So whether that's new followers on Instagram, new connections on LinkedIn, new people subscribe to my email address, you name it, uh, into my CRM, that people I meet at a, an event, my goal is to make 100 new connections a week. Then I add 10 A category prospects um, into my CRM or tagged in, in uh, LinkedIn Sales Navigator. I approach five prospects a week. Remember, that's not a lot for my business, right? But you got to realize that I'm doing training 20 to 30 hours a week. I've got other people working with me, but still, even as the person who's running the company, my goal is still to have a personal pipeline of key accounts. So business development meetings, I'm doing three a week. Proposals, I'm writing three proposals for major contracts per week, plus three proposals for speaking engagements per week. My goal is to land one major training contract and one major speaking gig at least once a week I'm booking for following weeks. Produce one podcast a week, which is what I'm doing right now. And I'm producing at least five solid pieces of content and posting them on social network once a week. I'm doing press outreach for my book at least five times a week or guest blogging somewhere. And I'm meeting with mentors and partners at least twice a week because that's something that feeds my business. So that's an example of my business vital signs. And then my personal vital signs, because if I'm, is the following. Number one, I eat 18 healthy meals a week, which means I eat three not so healthy meals a week. <laughs> so my goal is to eat three bad meals a week is what I'm saying. Uh, and I really have fun with it. Uh, but on the other side, that's my goal is 18 healthy meals a week. Uh, I practice some martial arts at least five times a week. I run or hike 25 kilometers a week. Um, I read uh, or listen, uh, read a book or listen to an audiobook at least three and a half hours a week. I give back or contribute to the community in two acts a week. So that might be something as simple as dropping some stuff off the food bank or helping someone out in the community. Um, I spend at least one evening a week by myself, alone, some downtime. Then three sessions a week minimum for meditation, one night a week to hang out with my son, and I save 10% a week of what I earn. So that's my personal vital signs. And I actually track this. Like literally I track what I've done on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I get a really good idea of where I'm at. And what's really interesting is once you start to gamify in essence and track your vital signs, you start to see a momentum over time, right? I can see it in my personal life, the energy, my sales funnel. I'm only adding, I'm really only prospecting five people a week, but these are key kind of executives, senior vice president of sales, CEOs, people who can do a lot of business with my organization. It doesn't sound like a lot, but at the end of two months, right? Um, you know, I've got now 40 key accounts I'm working. Many of them have visibility, I have meetings and things are rolling. It doesn't take long to get momentum. So if all your job is a day is be on the phone every day, you know, we've got to look at how am I having 10 powerful conversations minimum a day? Um, I would say 18 is a better number. And these are some of the key disciplines that we need into place to move to where we want to go. And so from this perspective is do you have a way to track your personal and business vital signs so that on a daily basis you're doing the things it takes to move forward? And I go back to that sales professional that I talked about earlier who he said, you don't need to put more time in. You just have to do more of the right things in those 45 hours a week. And really what it is, he cuts out everything that doesn't look like 
activities that lead toward his success. So I talked to another eight-figure producer, and I'm going to kind of share something that was interesting. He He's not really a big fan of being known, um, so to speak. He's a bit of an introvert, sales professional, but one of the top ones I know. Uh, and, you know, He's an eight-figure producer, and actually, I think more like a nine-figure producer as a sales professional annually, depending on what year. And he shared eight habits of his that are really about building a structure for discipline that enables him to, you know, have you know two hundred million dollar sales funnels and and eighty million dollar revenue years in his sales process. And so, here's the key factors: number one, you must own your calendar. In other words, don't wait for other people to plug stuff into your calendar. Like the beginning of this month, your whole calendar should be proactively time blocked with what you're going to do with your time, what key prospects you're going to go. Even if there's not a name in there, there should be a type of prospect listed. Second thing is designate peak selling selling days in your calendar. So what days are your most productive, both for you, but also when your clients are most um, receptive to outreach and interactions. Number three, know your power hours. What is your highest energy period? So, you know, so for me, you know, I'd say my highest energy period is from about 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. is a big peak for me. And then I get a second win around 2 to 5 p.m. And in between, I tend to do face-to-face meetings and admin work and, and follow-ups and things I need to do. Four is time block and batch your work. So time block time that you're going to proactively be following up with people. So versus calling a prospect and looking on the internet and answering a call, look at, okay, I've got 10 A category prospects in this vertical market. I'm going to call them all in a row. So even though you've got other activities, you want to batch that type of activity at that particular time and block off time to do it. The key factor for this sales leader, this top producer, was that he books 25 plus hours of set of selling focused time in his calendar every week, well before anybody else in his team or his clients reach out to him. In other words, he blocks that time each day, five hours a day to do key client meetings, outbound activities, inbound activities, proposal development, you name it. But that's his sales focused time. The sixth thing he does is he says he eats the frog first. In other words, you know, that's a, and I forget the analogy, he told it very much better than me, but when he talks about eating the frog first, it's about doing the difficult stuff first. No one wants to eat a frog. Well, some people do, but if you're gonna eat a frog and you don't really wanna eat one, probably it's better just to get it over quickly than worry about it all day, knowing you have to do it by the end of the day. And so by doing some of the difficult tasks first that burn up energy, maybe it's an, anx- it's an anxiety, um, you know, triggering interaction with someone you don't love to work with or a difficult client, Versus worrying about them all day and using up energy, which is going to burn up your capacity to be disciplined and get their good results, is deal with it first thing in the morning. Tackle it and get it out of the way. Seventh is in your calendar, color code your meeting types. One of the reasons why is, you know, let's say green means it's client-facing meetings. You want to be able to quickly visually look at your calendar each week and say, yeah, you know what? I'm looking at my calendar and 60% of it's green. Um, maybe admin is red or internal meetings is red, and if you obviously see creeping up where half your week looks is red, you've got to audit it, you've got to reach out for help, you've got to find ways to expand the green in your calendar. And number nine, and this was more of a sales tip than a discipline tip, but it is part of strategy, so I'll share this. One of the things he said to me was that educate your champion, not the whole company. And what he's really talking about is invest heavily in key people within client companies that you're doing business with that truly, truly are willing to go to bat or believe in your solution and over-educate them on the value of your organization so they can be a truly powerful advocate within their organization. 
But as I kind of wrap up here, and I know I covered, I meandered a bit, it's not totally structured, but I think this is the key factor, is that disciplined activity, as Jay Levinson said, mediocre done consistently is going to give you brilliant results if we stick to it over time. It's about what Peter Thomas said. It's moving those 18 paper clips from the left side of your keyboard to the right every day and sticking around until you get that done. And from my eight-figure producer's perspective, it's about structuring your day and your week in a way that it allows you to be disciplined. Because if we're undisciplined with our time management and we lack boundaries with our team members and our clients, we're never gonna be able to move those paper clips from left to right. So kind of wrapping up, no matter what your results are so far in your sales career, you can make a change now. The past does not equal the future. And remember, it doesn't have to be brilliant. It's mediocre done consistently. So what daily disciplines can you schedule in, can you commit to? that you're gonna track to make sure you get done every day that moves the needle forward in your sales funnel. Track it, make it visible. So I do have my spreadsheet, but I also, you know, many times I've actually printed off my vital signs for the week, put them on the wall next to my desk and mark them off as I did it because then every time I get up, turn around, I'm on the phone, I look over, I see the vital signs on my wall around what I need to do. And then just reflect daily. So reflect daily on these key disciplines, what's working, what's not, and the impact it's having on your process. And lastly, is commit to 1159.59 on the 30th of the month. In other words, it doesn't matter how low you are in your numbers, with you know, maybe in the last two days of the month, you're under pressure, but you can get a lot of done in that time. And in fact, if we don't commit to really pushing our vital signs to the final hour of the final day of the month, we'll never know what we're actually capable of. So my challenge to you is build and map out what daily disciplines need to happen to be successful and really commit. Don't negotiate with yourself. Sometimes we get halfway through the month. My goal was $100,000 of new book business this month. And I look and I realize I'm more than halfway through the month and I'm only at $25,000. So I start saying things like, well, July will be good. You know, I'll probably, I'll probably have a good $50,000 a month and I'll start taking my foot off my gas versus saying, what additional disciplines do I need to focus on? What do I need to take off my plate in order to make more time in the second half of the month to hit this goal? What type of resources and assets do I need? And, you know, maybe it is that for a little while, I'm not working those 45 hours. Maybe I'm working 55, 60 to get the job done and see how far things can go if I really push to 1159.59 on the 30th of the month. This is Shane Gibson's podcast from closingbigger.net.